listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. Hey gals, we have a fun episode for you today. I I say fun, but it's also meaningful and deep and vulnerable and encouraging for sure. We're talking with Jen Jet Barrett. We actually recorded an episode together for you guys in November and had major malfunctions and the episode didn't come to fruition. You never got to hear it. So we talk a little bit about what's changed since we recorded that episode and why the first interview just massively impacted me and left me in tears. We ended up just talking and praying a lot after we recorded that first episode together. So I pray it's a blessing for you. I pray it encourages you. We talk a lot about defending one another's dreams. We talk about not quitting. We talk about listening to God's vision and following God's vision, even when life is turned upside down. Be blessed by this episode with Jen Jet Barrett. Hey friends, I am here today with Jen Jet Barrett, and I am so excited for us to have this conversation. We can't start the conversation without addressing the fact that there's a little bit of deja vu in the air (laughs) because we just did this a few months ago, and I have to just doubly thank her for being here today and talking with us, but we did record this well we didn't record we have recorded um an incredible conversation back in maybe november yeah it was and i want to talk about it a little bit i want to talk about that conversation i will tell you i've got like i was so bummed i i always want to honor everybody's time who's on the show takes time out of their life to go on the show there was 10 percent of me that was grateful the episode didn't air because i don't know if you caught how wildly emotional I was during that episode. And I think when we, I think once we stopped recording, I might have cried with you. Yeah. We but did. so much of what you said just hit me in the feelers. And it, I had to genuinely process it a good bit for a little while. So I mean, I hate to make you do this, but first of all, will you introduce yourself, tell everybody about you, and then tell us a little bit about where you were at when we recorded that incredible episode that will never hit the light of day. <laughs> yeah. I live in Northwest Arkansas with my amazing husband, and I run a, an, a community where we just love to gather women who sit in the tension of feeling too much and not enough. It's called the Well Summit, and we do that through a retreat that we host twice a year called Camp Well. And I just have a huge burden and heart to restore God's original intent for men and women to co-labor for the kingdom and do that through freedom and faithfulness. And so any way I can do that, I'm here for it. I love it. And so that last interview, you were coming off of your most recent time at Camp Well. And I had actually just been at, at the ranch where you guys host it, like the day after you left. I told yeah. you that the, the ranch was like thick with the presence of God. Like I knew y'all had been there genuinely. Like I'm oh. not, I, I, I perceived like good things happened here, but mm. you weren't necessarily in like the world's best place. 
No, you did catch me. <laughs> Ironically, you caught me. That was our seventh Camp Well that we had hosted. Yeah. And it also came at a time I was knee deep in a lot of grief mm. with some very dear friends. It wasn't, it wasn't my, uh, not in my own life situations, but just walking alongside um, some friends with deep, deep grief yeah. and suffering. And my soul was so exhausted. And I usually have a Campwell hangover after every, well, that's what we call it, is after every Campwell, it takes a couple, it takes about two weeks to just recover, get like, you know, you've completely poured out. But this time it lingered and it was three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. And I called a few of my friends and I said, I just don't know if I can keep going. I'm, I'm exhausted and, and emotionally just tanked. Yeah. And they said, we, we've, we're going to come around you. Like you can't quit. Like, and, and I'm saying there are, there are some seasons where God's saying it's time to close the door on this. And that's, it's, and that's, what's interesting. I was keenly aware obedience was to keep going. Yeah. So it wasn't that I was struggling with what to do. It was literally, I knew what to do and I didn't have what it took to do it. Yeah. And these few friends, I call them my dream defenders, but mm -hmm. I flew them to Nashville in November. That was when you and I had the podcast mm -hmm. interview and flew them to Nashville. And there were four of us in a room together for two days. And we deconstructed camp well and put it all back together. And at the same time, I decided to start going back to counseling. I hadn't mm -hmm. been in quite a while, but I was so, I knew something. I was like, I, and I remember before I went to counseling for the first time, and I don't know if anyone listening who has started when you start counseling with a new counselor there's this fear that either you're not going to click with the counselor or you're going to have to back up and tell your whole life story again yep. you know to start over and it's it's just daunting and I remember I said to one of my friends I just don't want this counselor to tell me that I need to set boundaries like that was my fear I don't want her to have to tell me to set boundaries and my friend goes I think you need to unpack something there <laughs> like and sure enough, I sat in that office with her the very first time and she looked at me and she said, I think we need to ask Jesus how to help you stay in the race. Yeah. And I just wept because I needed someone to see that it wasn't time to quit, but it was time to figure out how to keep going. Yeah. And I had not really figured that out at that yeah. point. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll chime in and tell you. So I, I think the, I mean, I'm, it's happening again. I'm like tearing up again. But the last time we talked is you told me that you were obviously in the thick of it. You were there in Nashville with your dream defenders. And I had, yeah. I had just a moment of like, I don't know if anyone would do that for me. Really? I, that's, that's what got me in my gut was like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody would do that for me. I don't know that that's God. Like that, that right. was what, that, that was like what I immediately felt. And I remember saying in the episode, like, I want to speak to anyone who feels like they don't have dream defenders. And I, I, Lord, we could turn this into a counseling session for me really quick. I have a bunch of thoughts about why I 
why I think that might be or why I perceive it to be that way. But see, yeah. it's really hard for me to sit on the other side of, and be like, okay, tell me more about that. Yeah. Why do you feel like that? Where do you think that comes from? Well, I had to process what I ended up processing with like my husband and, and really just God was that we had a night and we, uh, we talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it in my books, um, at least in girl for the job. Like we had a, we had like a solid day where we essentially quit the church, like just privately to the, to the two of us. We were like, we're not doing this mm-hmm. anymore. And we, I think we both kind of knew it wasn't a permanent quitting, it was temporary quitting. But what I had to process is that I don't know if we had quit that day, if anyone would have come over and said, you have to keep going. Mm. And what I, where I landed is that in the absence of, I'll never know, I'll never know. Mm. I, I just think, I think people were around us really sensed our fatigue. And I think, I don't know, I, my perception is that people have been like, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll, I'll be honest to a lot of people, it does look like, and I hear this all the time. I could never do what you do. Like the, that kind of language. And then you start to think, well, maybe I'm the one yeah. crazy. And you get tripped up in ministry and in God-centered stuff that if the fruit isn't what people expect, that sometimes it's really easy for people to go like, well, the fruit isn't really there. Maybe that's not in it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so the, I'll never know what would have happened that night if we had like called someone into it. But where, where I've landed is I'm really grateful that like God himself did not let us quit that I'm kind of grateful we didn't go to somebody else. I'm grateful that we went to one another. Yeah. And, and we had a, we had a very, I mean, it was really building for our marriage where I was like, listen, you're, you're not quitting. Like I'm worried we're in this, you and me and same with me. And then he could say back the same to me and, and that truly more than anything, God said it to us, but it just, it really did make me evaluate, you know, will I be this for other people? Yeah. And I'll be honest, that has taken work for me, like really intentional work to build that kind of community. And I am keenly aware of how rare it is. I know I'm, I do not take it for granted. I am so incredibly grateful, but it takes work. And I love that you brought up, you know, just between you and Nick, you had that moment that day where y'all, you know, you checked in with each other because I think truly similar to me when I just, I wanted to quit. I knew from the Lord, just me and the Lord, it wasn't time. And then I was able to go to my friends and say, I know this isn't time, but I just, everything in my flesh wants to check out. I just can't keep going. Yeah. And that's when the concept of my counselor just saying, we've got, we've got to ask Jesus what rest looks like for you. Like what does rest look like so that you, you know, can keep going. But I think that that, I do want to be clear that the me having dream defenders in my life has taken work. Yep. Yeah. Time. Absolutely. Um, well, it's been good. It's been good to keep processing and keep asking, like, am I a dream defender for other people? Am I the person people would call when they wanted to quit? If they, if they knew what God had already asked them to do. And I think too, even just listening to you talk that day, put a lot of, put a lot of onus and like, I felt like there was like this vacuum created where I felt like God was like, would you, can you say strong and firm statements about your own calling? Even in, mm. even if no one said them back, like, can, could you go to a bunch of people and say, I know I'm not supposed to quit. 
right now I need help. And, and there is so much, um, sometimes I just feel like there's this like vacuum where he gives us space to say, to be the one, the loudest one saying, I know that this is what he's asked me to do. And, and, and I wouldn't put it on anybody else to decipher that or to hear that from him. I can go into the throne room of grace and get that information. So anyways, it was, it was a, it was a good, good call for me when we talked that day. And it it made me think a ton, but I do want to hear in light of you getting to rework camp well, and then a pandemic hits. Yeah. assess all of that and 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 like what's at the heart of this is honestly what a lot of women are asking which is like god gave me vision for my year he gave me vision for my calling he gave me vision for what's next and then a pandemic hit and i'm not really sure how to process it yeah so what's that look like yeah so what 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 had happened in november is we deconstructed camp well and put it back together what was a four day retreat, it got put back together as a six month experience. And so three months between Campwell even happens at Lost Valley, we start three months of online content. Once they register starting three months ahead of time, we're engaging, we're walking through content. I mean, a lot of people have said they wish Campwell was longer because there's so much good content we do. Mm -hmm. So we decided to spread it out. We had built it all out and launched, I think, February 1. It all got launched February 1 with a full camp experience, full registration. And obviously, April was when Camp Well, the physical part of it, happened. And we were aware four weeks before it happened that we were going to have to cancel. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, that was one of the loneliest moments of leadership for me because it, at the end of the day, I have incredible dream defenders. And at the end, at the same time, at the end of the day, I'm the one that carries the weight of the vision yeah. and the mission. Yeah. And everyone, I mean, this is the thing about the pandemic. Everyone is walking through it. It's not just me and my retreat that got affected. Right. Everyone's lives got turned upside down. And in the wake of that, the moment I had to, I gathered some of my team, dream defenders on a call. And I just said, I think we're going to have to cancel, but I feel like we should take care of these people still. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is we offered everyone, they could switch to the fall or next spring, but five people decided to stay online with us. And I think a lot of people would say, why would you even, why would you put forth that effort for five people mm-hmm. you know, for the next four months? And, but my mission hasn't changed. My, my mission is still the exact same, yeah. whether that's for five people or 40 people. Right. And, um, so that's what we're doing. We've got five people in a group for four more months online that we meet, you know, once a month. I love it. It, it is the, it is, it is coming to that place that the mission doesn't change, but what it looks like does. Mm. And what happened was, And I think a lot of us who are content creators were faced with a decision early on in this. Like we looked around and saw everyone turning out content. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone was like now doing live IGTVs and, you know, Insta story, all all this content was getting created. And I felt like the Lord was like, sit still. I was trying to invite you into rest before this all started. And I have not changed my mind. Yeah. And I felt a very clear message from the Lord that I was not supposed to create anything. Mm. And although I was looking around and everyone was creating. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel that too. I feel like God was like, get quiet for a minute. And then I want you to say things for about three weeks. And then I want you to get quiet again. And yeah. I'm very grateful for the invitation back into the quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what the Lord did through that was now that Camp Well has been taken off and my plate and we had a, a larger one day event in Dallas that I had to cancel also. Mm. But what has happened is before this pandemic happened, my pastor at my church had come to me and said, Hey, I think it's time for you to teach at church a series on spiritual, emotional health. We were having this conversation back in January. Wow. And he said, well, with the pandemic, let's just put it on video. And so what has happened is now all my time is freed up to write and create and film content for my church, but it is exactly on mission for me. It it is not anything different or outside. Mm -hmm. So although it looks different, my mission has not changed. So good. I love it. This is your reminder that the Go and Tell Gals podcast is gratefully sponsored by Faithful Counseling. So I don't know about you, but I get this text two or three times a week from a friend, whether in my city or from afar, saying, hey, do you know of any good, reliable Christian counselors? And I have been a longtime fan of seeing, listening to, walking with a Christian counselor, whether I'm dealing with depression or stress or anxiety in my calling, if I'm working through conflict in relationships, self-esteem issues, whatever it is, I am very, very, very grateful for the people at faithfulcounseling.com. They are able to text, chat with you, do phone or video wherever you are, and you can begin communicating with someone in just under 24 hours after you sign up under their website. They have financial aid for those who qualify. The entire process is secure and convenient and also just really, really life-giving. So I want to encourage you to go to faithfulcounseling.com slash go and tell, and they're going to give you 10% off your first month if this is something you need to take advantage of. We are super grateful for them and we are very grateful for you. you been learning what's he been teaching you what's he been showing you in this season that he's not freaking out <laughs> you know like he is not freaked out he's the, this whole pandemic thing is not holding back his plans for my life and that I can sit still and rest yeah. and not strive or try to create because I fear if I don't I'll be behind because he is not held back by this what does it look like when you like agree with that? What, like what shifts in your day-to-day life when you, when this knowledge goes from your head to your heart? I mean, I'm sorry from your, even from like your heart to your hands. Yeah. I, I can't think of another word other than freedom, but there's such a peace, a calm in my spirit. Um, life slows down. And I really think that is what it, that is rest. Mm-hmm. And I heard Ian Cron say the other day, he's doing, he did a series on Enneagram and stress during quarantine. 
and I'm a seven and he says that sevens, their brains are caffeinated all the time anyway. So I just felt like I could, I could let my brain and my heart, yeah. a heart that loves to plan and dream and build. Yeah. I could let that heart rest and yeah. it feels pretty peaceful. I love that. So things are, you know, every, the, the phrase everybody's saying, like things are going back to normal or we're all finding a new normal. Things are starting again. Um, I saw, I just saw like, you know, Tennessee is like, okay, we're, we're open again. Like things are back to normal. Anybody follows any downs, knows any downs, like put pants on and went to work, which we've all been, you know, watching <laughs> yeah, really closely. Yeah. Like what, what is Annie wearing today? Where is she at? Um, that was a big marker for me. I was like, this is a different day. You know, like any yeah. downs went back to work. Right. So yeah. Big deal. Um, what are you taking with you? What is like, what's coming with you that maybe you found or learned or picked up in this season? I honestly have to say that God had been preparing me months before this happened to sit still. And I just want to keep sitting still. I want to keep practicing, not striving. Um, I want to keep practicing being obedient when it doesn't look like what you had dreamed it to look like, but it's still obedience and equal value to the Lord. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I think I just want to keep having a heart of stillness as I keep running the race. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. I'm super grateful. I'm, I'm, I am really bummed that that episode will never, will never see the light of day. It was, it was such a gem and it was, it was a gift to get you in like such a vulnerable place. Like you were so vulnerable and so honest and there in Nashville, you know, putting your dream back together and putting this call, you know, back together in a beautiful way. But I'm really grateful for, for even this like six month later perspective and seeing, seeing how his hand was guiding you in that time. It's just a gift and an encouragement. Yeah. It was sweet. Cause you were, you and I were talking in one room and they were all still working in the other room. Like it's, it is one of the most humbling things in my life. And I, I get it. I don't take for granted. I say this all the time. I get it. I get the gift of dream defenders that will take, you know, three, four days out of their life and give them to you because of your vision and mission and heart and passion. And, um, I am forever grateful and I have so many. Yeah. And I want to just, I just want to honor like your humility to ask for their help. Hmm. I feel like that's another huge thing I took from, took from your conversation is to have somebody tell you in like the dark night or the hard day that they don't want you to quit. You have to tell them that you're considering quitting. Yeah. And that's really vulnerable. Yeah. (laughs) You know, to, and, and that was one of my biggest takeaways. Again, I could talk forever about like why I, I had this perception that no one would do that for me. But I think a big one is, and, and truly, I want to just tell you and say, thank God for your words. Because I would say it is one of the biggest things God shifted in my life in the last six months. It's just an, an awareness to be more vulnerable when I need help. And so even I just started writing again, and which is another reason I'm going to be getting really quiet online in the next few weeks and months, but I've never done this before when writing a book, but I went, I had like three different conversations <laughs> where I essentially just went to people and I was like, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, 
not do I have your permission, but right. like, do I have your blessing? I'm going to say some really vulnerable things. And I need to know from the people that matter most that you, that I have your blessing, that I can yeah. say it, you know, yeah. and that you think I can do it and that you think yeah. I can do it well. And I, I mean, as an Enneagram eight, as a, like, <laughs> as a woman who has a really hard time showing people my cards, it, those, all of those conversations were deeply vulnerable. My hands were shaking. I was sweating. I cried through most of them. Um, but right. You don't, sometimes you don't have people like vehemently encourage you if you don't get vulnerable with them. Were you surprised at the outcome of those conversations? I was not surprised. I thought they would, I thought they would give me affirmation. I would say I was overwhelmingly blessed by the, um, like intensity of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, um, like I expected them to be like, okay, if you want to do this, like we've got your back. And instead it was like, you must do this. Yeah. You've got to do this. That's awesome. Um, And so that was, that was really helpful. Yeah. Girl, I love you. I like, I really could talk to you for hours on hours on hours, but I just just make it a more regular thing. Not doesn't have to be. We'll just FaceTime. Nobody needs to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll cry together on FaceTime. I love it. So good. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for just being generous with what he's doing in three right now. I know a lot of us are just like eyes to the sky. Like, where are you? What are you up to? And so hearing from other women and seeing him mirrored in their life is such a gift. We're so grateful for you. Thank you. I love you. Love you.